0: On the NFL calendar tomorrow, it's the first day that GMs can award, I don't know if that's the right word, slap maybe, the franchise or transition tag on a given player. This is not something Ted Thompson typically does. He's only done it twice in his tenure as GM of the Packers. Nonetheless, it's another date on the NFL calendar leading up to free agency and the start of the league year on March the 9th. How will the Packers reshape their roster going into next season? And are they a team that, in general, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, has done less with more than other teams in NFL history? It's an Interesting article written in the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And author of that story is Packers beat writer Ryan Wood. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, Greg? I'm doing well. Are you enjoying the offseason, or do you not really get much of an offseason here?
1: Yeah, no, this is about the, the deadest time of the year for on the NFL beat schedule. This and really the the late June, early July lead-up to training camp, you know, it, it'll get cranking back up with the Combine, and free agency, as you said. But the, the middle of, of February, Valentine's Day, is always kind of the a quiet time
0: of the year. Well, calm before the storm, I think. We'll see how this Packers roster takes shape uh, throughout the next couple of months, but you know, one of the more common responses I've had from listeners since the season has ended is a level of frustration that the Packers seem to have a very talented roster, but they never really seem to get to the promised land, and they've done it once, but was that a blip on the radar? Are they doing enough with what they have, or... Are they just in kind of get-by mode here with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? And I think it, it dovetails nicely into an article you just recently wrote for PackersNews.com. The lack of Super Bowls starting uh, staining the Packers' resume. And I think it, it kind of hits on what I was just talking about here. Talent, but not always the results that fans are looking for.
1: This is very much a glass, a glass half-full or half-empty legacy that the Packers are casting here. On, on the one hand, let's look at the, the glass half-full, H-grade playoffs, that is historic, okay? In the Super Bowl era, they're only one of seven teams. And since the turn of the century, they're only one of three teams to go to at least H-grade playoffs. The other teams that they're joining on that list, Bill Walsh's 49ers, Tom Landry's Cowboys, Chuck Knoll's Steelers. We're talking about the current uh, Brady and Belichick Patriots. We're talking about the Colts of Peyton Manning last year. So some of the greatest teams in the Super Bowl era have gone to, uh, in the same category now that the Packers are in. So clearly the Packers have set themselves up to be one of those teams that are remember decades from now and yet one Super Bowl of the seven, the only other to only go to one Super Bowl in those eight straight years was the 1970s Rams, which people forget were a very good team. They went to five conference title games in six years. That's really hard to do. Uh, they're led by Jack Youngblood, a really good team of the 70s, but they're not remembered five decades later because they only went to one Super Bowl. That, that's the reality. If, if this Packers team doesn't start getting to the Super Bowl more often, Five decades from now, they'll remember Aaron Rodgers. They won't remember this team because they are remembered by Super Bowls, and, and they're, they're in a position where they should be remembered as one of the great runs of the Super Bowl era. They haven't maximized it, and that's an issue. That, that, that's something that should have Ted Thompson thinking uh, each, each day as, as, as free as gets closer, as, as the offseason gets underway. How do we get over that hump as a franchise going into next year? Because the window's still open with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Ryan, is it fair to say that Ted Thompson did a brilliant job in building a Super Bowl roster from the ground up, but has not done a good job in sustaining that level of roster?
1: Well, what we know about Ted Thompson, right, is that he takes the long view. He's always thinking three, four years ahead. And, And yet, to get to eight straight playoffs, you have to be assertive when it comes to the long view. You have to have that in mind. That, that's what, you know, you, you look at some of these abbreviated dynasties, the, the Cowboys of the 1990s, three Super Bowls in four years. That is excellent. It's obviously better than what the Packers have done. That's not even close. They only went to six straight playoffs. That, that's how difficult it is to go to eight straight playoffs with the Packers have just done. Uh, and, and so, yeah, when you look at the at the, the salary cap structure, there are 43 million thereabouts about the cap going into this year after – Shedding Sam Shields and, and James Starks, uh, when when you look at at the, the consistency that they've been able to compile, uh, very few teams in NFL history since the Super Bowl era have have been able to match what, what this team has done. Uh, so yeah, you, you you have to give them anyone that says eight straight playoffs is no big deal really uh, shows a lot of ignorance toward the history of it because it, it is a big deal. It's very difficult to do. It's just that. It, equally bad is, is only making one Super Bowl in that eight years. You have to get to the promised land more, more often than that.
0: Brian Wood of PackersNews.com joining us on Sports Central, presented by Miller Lite. I think you get to this time of the year, Ryan, and it's it's always interesting to see what players are let go from different teams. And immediately there is an association with said player, insert name here, and oh, will they be a member of the Packers moving forward? And And the usual answer is no. Are are fans foolish to believe that Ted Thompson will somehow adopt a different philosophy because the window seems to be, I think in the fans' eyes, closing a little bit with Aaron Rodgers?
1: You know, it it reminds me a lot of two years ago, the last time this team was coming off an NFC championship game, uh, for many reasons. One, obviously they were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl two years ago when they lost in Seattle, and, and everyone thought, okay, surely getting this close and falling just short a free agent, oh two, might be the difference in in getting them one game further and and, and playing for a Super Bowl title. Uh, and if you also remember two years ago, Ted Thompson had just signed the Troy guy on an even bigger Julius Peppers, two really key key starters for that defense out of free agency. So with the success that they had, you thought man, maybe this is the offseason where they finally take that next step and are more assertive in free agency. You could also think that way this time with Jared Cook, the success that they had offensively, getting a key starter through free agency a year ago, being on the doorstep. And of course, as you know, two off seasons ago, the Packers were the only team in the league not to sign an outside free agent fall offseason. So it's just the way that Ted Thompson seems to roll. I've heard more optimism that Ted Thompson's aware that this team has underachieved when it comes to uh, what they're built to do, which is to go to Super Bowls and win them. Uh, They haven't done that in six years. Uh, But I've also heard plenty of people wonder if if Ted Thompson will ever change, and and this is just the way that he's he's built and his philosophy, his approach. Um, So I I think with any free agent possibility, you're always – Best. Your best bet is always to use caution and always wait and see before you actually predict that Ted Thompson is going to sign a free agent, obviously, uh, but it could be just because that, that, that there are major red flags. They have at edge rusher and a cornerback, which just happen to be the two most important positions on defense, two of the foremost positions on any roster if you go with quarterback and left tackle in that group. So with the red flags that they have, yeah, I, I could see it happening, but I've, I've said that before and, and it, I haven't seen it, so It'll be an interesting spring,
0: I think. Well, if you're not going to play too much in free agency, you better nail the draft. And I think this is one of my areas of concern. If you're a draft and develop guy, you shouldn't be going at a year n- number three with a pair of cornerbacks in Quentin Rollins and Demarius Randall, wh- where you have no idea if they can be starting caliber corners. You let go of Sam Shields, Casey Hayward's in San Diego, Devon House is gone, Tremont Williams is gone. Y- you've remapped the cornerback position, and now you have two guys who you invested draft picks in and there's still a giant question mark over their heads. That's a problem to me.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I, I think the entire organization was stunned at, at their struggles uh, this year. I, even at, going back to training camp, Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins look really good in training camp. You go back to the opener, Demarius Randall makes the game winning tackle on fourth down and has a really good uh, game against, against a pretty talented uh, the Jaguars uh, uh, receiving and core and in passing game. And then I think with Marius Randall, week two, when he got lit up by, by Stephen Diggs in Minnesota, it, uh, he just looked like a, a player whose confidence never really recovered from that. Obviously, the midseason surgery for for his hernia, a hernia. Uh, was was problematic. He missed six games, and, and I, when he came back late in the season, I don't think he was ever quite a hundred percent physically. Uh, he just didn't look like it. Um, I think that the Packers' job number one this entire offseason is figuring out whether Demarius Randall and Quinton Rounds are guys that you can you can roll with going forward, and that's going to be a really tough evaluation. I, I think the team really likes the talent that they have. They, I don't think they doubt Demarius Randall has the talent. To be a number one cornerback, some of the plays on the ball that, that he makes, some of those interceptions against Russell Wilson in Seattle, those are spectacular plays. Those are plays that not a lot of guys can make. He has that kind of talent, but th- again, the confidence, the lapses in focus from snap to snap, he, he'll he'll do some things from snap to snap that makes that make you scratch your head and go, huh? You know, what, what's he thinking on, on this? The technique will come and go. Uh, he, he's he's got the talent, but he's need, he needs more consistency. Quentin Rollins is, is very similar. You know, you look at a guy whose confidence was probably shot, looked like it was shot uh, when they go to Washington in November and, and the entire defense, but Quentin Rollins had a, a very rough rough night against the, the Redskins. Uh, so it, it's, it's going to be important for them to figure out whether these two guys are, are guys that they can roll with going forward. La- La- Darius Gunter had a, a very solid season, but he's not a guy that's okay. built. To be shadowing your Des Bryant, your Odell Beckham Jr.s, and your Julio Jones. He's clearly not that, that type of guy. He's a solid corner, not a number one corner. That's what they need, and that's what they're missing without Sam Shields.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Buy Ryan Wood. Check him out, PackersNews.com, for the latest on the green and gold. Ryan, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll check in again as free agency gets a little closer.
1: All right, take care, Greg.